What's up everyone? It's me AJ and you're listening to Housewives Happy Hour and it's time for the ultimate breakdown. Welcome back everyone to Housewives Happy Hour with AJ. Today on the ultimate breakdown I'm going to start with Atlanta. Don't have much going on with Atlanta only because they are still filming but Um, Recently, Portia, uh, previous cast member Portia, sorry, that's my dog, um, is opening up about her alleged past sexual relationship with singer R. Kelly, which she says left her traumatized, which I can imagine. Um, In an excerpt from um, from her new memoir, it's titled The Pursuit of Portia. Um, She made some shocking claims about her alleged relationship with R. Kelly, who was found guilty of sex trafficking in September. According to Portia, Kelly left her trapped... Um, in a bedroom in his house he then propositioned her and forced her to submit to his demands she wrote in her book i've already put myself in this position this is what you're supposed to do you have to she said i had my own business i had my own home it was meant uh, it was a mentality that has been conditioned over the years by men that they are better than me and i only have value if they say i have value i think me being in that weakened mindset made me ready and available for him to be a predator and seek me out she noted that it wasn't um, wasn't so much about R. Kelly's fame, but more about a pattern of self-destructive behavior. She said, "It's not just what he what. It's not just that he was R. Kelly. It's just in my life at that moment, it was just yet another man in the same position doing the exact same thing, taking advantage of me." She says she finally ended her relationship with R. Kelly after she went to a party at his home, and there were twenty or thirty other girls. Some had been there a few four weeks. She claims she overheard screaming and women women being beaten, which is when she finally left the premises and the relationship. R. Kelly continued trying to revive his relationship with Portia, but she told him, I'm done with you. She also said, when I got home from that last encounter, I knew I had hit a wall and I was completely traumatized, completely confused about why this was now happening to me again as a grown woman. Uh, years later, in 2015, as a host on Dish Nation, Portia was forced to come face to face with R. Kelly again when he appeared as a guest on the show. She said, what is so freaking crazy is that he literally tried to talk to me again. And I thought to myself, oh my God, I went through one of the most traumatizing experiences in my life at your home with you and you don't remember me. This has happened that many times that you don't remember that I'm that same person. I just went back to a common practice in my life of just putting on a mask and playing the role. And so I just played the role of Portia on Dish Nation. At the same time of her alleged sexual relationship with R. Kelly, Portia says she only told one friend in an effort to keep her safe. However, that all changed when the FBI came knocking at her door. Portia Portia says she fully cooperated with the FBI during their investigation of R. Kelly for sex trafficking, racketeering, and violations of the Mann Act. She said, when the FBI left my house that day, I was so thankful for where God has brought me now. I literally could have had church right in my foyer. During talking to them, I had to be that Portia to remember every single detail. But after they left, I just looked around my home. I saw my daughter later. And I just thank God for for just me surviving and being where I am today. Um, it's crazy, actually. When I read this article, um, I, I didn't really... Um, well, I didn't know that she, I mean, honestly, who really knew about R. Kelly, but I didn't know that she specifically had uh, a relationship with R. Kelly, which is definitely insane. But um, I mean, that's a whole nother story. So I don't know. I just thought it was interesting sharing that with you guys. Um, I have not read, uh, read The Pursuit of Portia, but while we're on the topic of Portia, I just have to say, if you want my honest review um, of her spinoff, uh, Portia's Family Matters, wasn't really impressed by the first episode. I didn't really think that she could carry a show 
Um, or I'm sorry, I, I initially thought that she could carry a show by herself just because she is such a big personality on Atlanta. And I know that everybody's really sad that she's not going to be on the Housewives anymore. However, I don't feel like her character really resonated well on its own. And I know I'm saying character, but it's really, it's just who she is. I just don't really care enough about her and Simon for them to have like their own show. Um, Simon to me just is really kind of a odd character. And um, I don't know, just there's something about watching him on TV and watching them together that I'm just like repulsed by only because I like literally saw him with Fallon, you know, on this last season of Atlanta. And it's just crazy that the timeline just doesn't make sense to me. Um, and I guess whatever to each his own, but to me, I'm just not that interested in watching it. So I will be tapping out of Porsche's family matters. Uh, I'll be keeping up with it on social media, but I don't think I'm going to be continuing watching it. However, you're more than likely to watch it. It airs on Sunday nights, I believe. Yeah, I think it's Sunday nights. Um, I don't know how many episodes it will be. I'd have to look into it further, but totally welcome to watch it and let me know your thoughts um, on my Instagram if you have any. But other than that, I am tapping out of that. (laughs) Moving on over to Beverly Hills. Not much going on with them as well, just because they are filming. Um, I do have a bit of an update regarding the Kathy Hilton situation. She does continue to play coy about whether she's returning for season 12. She spoke with E! News and said, The reason I'm not back yet is I've just been doing a wedding. Everybody speculates and all that, but I've been busy and haven't had a chance to really focus and talk with my team and see what's going on. I absolutely love the show, I have to tell you. A lot of people will be on a show and then they'll talk about it or they'll badmouth it. But I loved all of the girls. I loved the crew in that season. I cannot make one complaint. She also admitted that the season 11 reunion was long and hard. However, she notes that it turned out to be a positive experience. She said, one thing I will say that is not manufactured drama on Real Housewives. I will tell you that the way the girls are really what you see is what you get. Uh, Rumor Mill suggests that Kathy is holding out for more money, which is why she has not yet signed on for season 12. Um, So that is what's being spoken about so far. However, I do have a recent report from Life and Style that claims that Kathy Hilton wants a whopping $2 million to return for season 12 of Beverly Hills. So um, she is only a friend of the Housewives. However, obviously she's become a quick fan favorite with her humor and just quirky personality. Um, This insider spoke with Life and Style and said Kathy's done her homework um, Atlanta's Candy and New York's Bethany made way over $1 million per season, so Kathy's people have told Bravo she wants to be paid somewhere in that range. And if Bravo isn't willing to pay up, Kyle Richards uh, is prepared to walk away from the show. The way Kathy sees it, she has nothing to lose. While doing the show is fun, she doesn't need it. She can easily go back to her fabulous life without missing a beat. Um, meanwhile, um, <laughs> Kathy just continues to say, I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow. Um, and obviously what I just told you guys about the wedding. Here's the thing. I've heard Andy say multiple times that he does not like ultimatums. So uh, I don't know how much I really believe this source saying that Kyle would walk away if Kathy doesn't get this money. I don't know about that. However, do I think that Kathy, you know, deserves the $2 million or, or do you, you know, do, do I think that that's owed to her? Here's the thing. These women that, have listed, you know, before Candy, Bethany, these people have been on the show for years, you know, and even somebody like Denise, for example, came on the show making a million. And, um, 
you know, if they were to get a little bit more out of Kathy, maybe like a more full-time role, I could totally see her making like at least a million, definitely over that. Um, but as a friend of, I do not know any friend of that would be hired for $2 million um, across any franchise, no matter who you are. Um, so <laughs> I think, you know, Bravo is going to have to make that decision themselves. But if if I was working at Bravo, I would probably be like, I love you, Kathy, but I don't know if we can afford to pay a friend of $2 million. Um, I think Kathy's absolutely fabulous. So I do think that they should definitely fight for her. Um, because she just makes great TV, especially with this group of ladies. But, um, yeah, that I've just never heard of a friend of being paid that much because you have to think about it. They're not being filmed individually necessarily. They're only being filmed in group settings and, and on trips. So, um, they're kind of just there in the midst of things, but they're not, we're not seeing into their home. We're not seeing anything else. So for Bravo, it doesn't really make sense. Um, I can't imagine that Kathy needs the money. So I don't think that's the issue. I think she just, I, I don't know if this, basically, I don't know if this is true or not, but I'm just putting it out there so you guys can um, think about it like I have thought about it. So who knows? All I can say is that we obviously want Kathy back and I think everybody can agree with me on that. Closing off with Beverly Hills, um, Rena posted a cryptic message on Instagram a couple days ago that has us all kind of scratching our heads um, trying to figure out what it means. So in this post, she hints about exposing people in situations, but doesn't name names or give any further context. However, she vows on her late mother, Lois, to do the dirty work and speak her mind. She said, I have a whole lot to say about a whole lot of things, and I'm going to start saying them in the name of Lois. Um, she could be very well talking about some type of drama during season 12, um, because they have been filming for several weeks now. Um... I guess we'll just kind of have to wait and see, but I thought that that was something interesting I could share with you guys. Um, yeah, other than that, um, to close off with Beverly Hills, I've seen them at several different filming events, and there has been a newbie in the midst. So um, I will let you guys know when I have more information, but um, I cannot wait for next year and the next season of Beverly Hills. <laughs> so I kind of have some crossover drama between Orange County and Beverly Hills um, that kind of isn't like an umbrella for a Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Season 2. Now, if you don't know already from me saying it and announcing it and everything, um, or if you don't keep up with the blogs religiously like I do, um, Season 2 of Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip has been concluded, filmed, it's done, but it will not be airing until, obviously, next year. Um, it took place at Dorinda's mansion in the Berkshires. The cast is Dorinda and Jill Zarin from New York. From OC, it's Vicky and Tamara. From Beverly Hills, it's Brandy and Taylor. Um, and then from Atlanta, it's Phaedra and Eva. So um, Vicky noted on a recent interview, I think she appeared on, yeah, it was a podcast. She appeared on Christian Grace Knows, the Slut Pig podcast. Great podcast if you haven't heard of it. Um, she revealed that Brandy told her to keep her mouth shut not once but twice while filming season two of the Real Housewives spinoff show. She said, I did not know who Brandy was before this, so Brandy and I did not hit it off in the very beginning. She told me to shut the fuck up like twice, and I almost did a table flip. I was so mad at her. I said, you don't talk to me that way. You may talk to these other women that way, but you don't talk to me that way. And she's like, okay. And then the next day she said, shut the fuck up again. I was like, okay, mama bitch is coming out. We don't talk that way to me, so that's probably going to be a trailer. Maybe. I don't know. I was out of my mind. She told me that... that 
She told me that the second night, and I thought she was very clear that I don't get talks talked to that way. Nobody should be talked to that way. It's not that I'm privileged, it's just that nobody should say that to anybody. So I kind of went psycho a bit on her. All I can say is I am completely and utterly stoked for the season two of Real Housewives Ultimate Girlship. I believe it's going to be called Ex-Wives at the Manor. Um, that's a tentative title, though, because they changed the All-Stars title on us. Um, cannot wait. Super excited because I'm loving Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. I think it's really great. So um, stay tuned for that. And on the topic of Orange County, Tamra recently slammed Shannon following an interview she did with Access Hollywood's Housewives Nightcap about the end of their friendship. When asked if she was hopeful that Tamara and um, Vicky would appear on season 16 of Orange County, Shannon replied, no. Tamara and, T- Tamara and Vicky infamously exited OC in January of 2020 following season 14. While Shannon remains part of the um, Orange County cast at that point, um, their friendship with Shannon did fall apart. Uh, Shannon said, Tamara was my best friend for six years. After she left the show, she's been out there in the press quite often saying things about me that are untrue. So I've chosen to not engage and not address it. It's over and over and it's still happening. Oh, it's over and over and it's still happening. We're almost at the two-year mark. So it's sad. We did have a lot of fun. And so that's what does make it suck. Um... Tamara wasn't feeling Shannon's comments at all and clapped back on social media saying, shut the fuck up, you victim liar. Not engaging is no comment. Um, In a comment on Instagram, Tamara accused Shannon of dropping her once she was no longer an orange holder. Um, Her Instagram said, is your ass jealous of your shit? All I've ever said is that she stopped talking to me shortly after I got let go. Vicky too. And how bad it hurt me when I needed her the most. I was always there for her. If the truth hurts, so be it. You shit on me. That's why you can't keep friends. I spent so many years talking you off a cliff all hours of the night, protecting you, doing your dirty work, making excuses for you. Shame on me. I should have seen through your craziness back then. I've seen the first episode. You're being exposed for the mastermind manipulator you are. So happy Gina and Emily expose you. Bye, bitch. (laughs) I miss Tamara. I really want her back on the show, but I don't know. I feel like it's just long gone by now, but who knows? Because Heather came back, so there's hope for Tamara. (laughs) And to close off with OC, Heather thinks former co-star Kelly Dodd's newfound obsession with her is pretty damn pathetic, uh, according to her words. (laughs) Um, She recently chatted with Page Six about Kelly filming and heckling her and her husband, Terry, at dinner. She said, it makes me laugh. Kelly seems to talk about, talk about me a lot, so at this point, I don't know whether to be really flattered that she's so obsessed with me or sad for her that she has no other content. Um, she then shared some words of wisdom for women who leave or get fired from housewives. According to Heather, they should exit gracefully and figure out their next steps instead of clinging to any remnants of the show for relevancy. She said, no, number one, you don't burn bridges. And number two, you have to figure out your next steps. And I don't think sitting at a restaurant filming former cast members is a viable employment opportunity. And it just seems sad and pathetic. By the way, if you don't know what she's talking about, recently on social media, like actually a couple weeks ago, Kelly was at a restaurant and I guess she like filmed with her iPhone. Terry and Heather were like having a dinner and she was kind of just like making fun of them, Um, which I did think was kind of weird. Um... Heather said, I think that it was paramount to my return that the show was going in a different direction. Um, And meanwhile, Kelly wasn't happy with Heather's comments about her, and she did clap back on Twitter, saying, If I'm so irrelevant, why did your lawyer send me two cease and desist letters? By the way, no one heckled you. I just got a video of you and Gomer Pyle eating alone at a table for six. You're the sad and pathetic one. Ask anyone in production. They can't stand you. 
I, for one, think Heather is just a perfect person to bring back on Orange County. I'm so stoked that she's back on. Really makes it feel like um, we're semi back on the uh, the good old days of Orange County. So I guess we'll kind of have to wait and see. Um, I just really like the good old days to me was when Tamra, Vicky, Heather were on together. Um, even Shannon too. I mean that like that was the prime for me. So um, I hope we kind of get back to that a little bit because that was just some of the good years of Orange County. So Potomac ended their season six with a bang by having Nicki Minaj as a reunion guest host um, during part four, basically. Um, So Nicki Minaj recently called out Wendy for looking at her question cards, which they showed on screen, saying, "Okay, so while we were on commercial, it was beyond corny for Wendy to look at my cards on the low. I'm that chick that leaves my money, jewelry, etc. out around people because I just trust everyone is like me and won't violate. I hate when people do sneaky things like that. Um, And then Giselle actually joined in and backed up Nikki's claims, calling co-star Wendy disrespectful. She said, and no one has has ever or would ever look at Andy's cards, so why do that to Nikki? Uh, Well, Wendy wasn't having any of it, and she clapped back at Giselle in a major way. She said, um, you are so bothered. You don't tweet all season, but dust your little Twitter fingers off for the little old me. Go to sleep, turkey neck. The season is over. (laughs) There was something about, um, I wanted to share something about Potomac with you guys, and I'm kind of blanking what it was, because I just, I'm too busy to take notes anymore when I watch. Um, I think it had something to do with, um, the ladies kind of talking about how Wendy was just completely different this season. And I think Andy even mentioned something about how she was completely different this season. I kind of want to know what you guys think only because I, for one, thought that Wendy was like a completely different person this season. And so, um, and then like just getting so defensive about everything. Like it was almost like she was just on an alert the whole season. Um, and then Nikki even said something like, you know, why are you trying to come on here and cause all this kind of drama? Because, you know, I feel like you've got this kind of, I mean, she's a pretty well-known like political commentator and everything. Like she has a pretty good reputation otherwise. So I guess they were trying to figure out, oh yeah, Nikki had said something like, you know, you go from a political commentator to a candle maker Um, in a non-shady way. I thought Nicki Minaj's performance at the reunion was amazing, by the way. I just have to say, I definitely think we should have Nikki back on the Potomac reunion stage because she killed it. She asked tough questions. She broke down that fourth wall. She was just, you know, she was over she was over it with these with these ladies in the most respectful way. I think she did a great job. I don't know what's in store for season six. I don't know if this cast um I think this cast needs a little bit of a shakeup. So I'm I'm kind of um interested to see what they do with the casting moving forward definitely needs a little bit of a shakeup, so i will let you guys know if i know any more information so that's it for potomac for now uh, moving on over to salt lake city i know that we didn't have an episode last week because of the uh holiday week um however i, I want to talk about this thing that just blew up on twitter um over the last week's episode um the drama continued flowing following that episode over to twitter um, Lisa battled it out with her co-stars Jen and Mary on Twitter about a plethora of issues, including her late friend Cameron's mental health. Um, she started the tweets by saying Cameron was not impaired at all. This is disgusting. Mary responded to that by saying, yes, he was, Lisa. You better stop with your lies. You know he was. Lisa responded to that by saying, you're sick. Don't tag me. Do I need to share your text messages? A fan then chimed in saying, not to be messy, but she mentioned he had mental 
mental issues in an interview last week. Maybe Mary told her this info. Lisa replied by saying, It is not true and wrong for anyone to speak on his health. He left Mary's church years prior. He was completely fine. In fact, you will see more soon. How would you? How would she know based on her five-minute conversation at an event where he was a board member? She went on further to defend Cameron and his comments about Meredith, or to Meredith. Um, somebody said, I think people are pointing out the fact that he made the choice to be mic'd and signed a waiver. It's more than just being, in a, being at an event. It's tragic that he passed, but he knowingly put what he had to say out there for discussion on a reality show. Commentary is appropriate. Lisa responded by saying he was not miked and everyone at the event signed a waiver. I feel like he answered questions when he a- when asked. Meredith then responded in saying very, very unsettling cryptic remarks is what she said. And a fan responded by saying you can blame Lisa Barlow for all of that. She's up to something always. Um, Lisa responded by saying Cameron is no longer with us, but he was on the board of Utah foster care. He was my great friend and a major help to our community. My kids event was amazing. However, the drama did not end there. (laughs) Jen Shaw then stirred the pot even more as Lisa continued to defend Cameron. She said not one of these girls knew Cameron and his name should not have been brought up. Um, Jen then said, you're the one that brought him into this, Lisa. And, um... (laughs) Then the two went at it as Jen accused Lisa of putting on a performance. She said, um, note, I owe her a bag of Lifesavers and Mint Milano's. And Jen said, those were on me, sweetie. You really pulled out all the stops with your thespian performance, girl. Hashtag all natural my ass. Hashtag actress, but not really. Hashtag Google it. Lisa then said, the FBI slash, slash HSI shows up and I'm still the one being talked about. Jen said, because you turn faster than a burnt pancake. That's why everyone is talking about you. <laughs> um, damn. Thoughts on that? I mean, <laughs> listen, here's the thing. Um, with this whole Cameron thing, I mean, he definitely knowingly put that information out there. I mean, I know he's passed on now, um, and it's really unfortunate because, you know, it would have been great for him to kind of enlighten us a little bit on Mary um, and know a little bit more details on this. However, um, I'm kind of over it at this point. I don't, I I don't think that, um, I think everyone's kind of dancing around the topic. It's like, why don't they just come to Mary and say, it should just be a discussion. I'm I'm sure we're going to get into it at the reunion. So, um, I'll leave that at there. As far as Lisa turning on, I don't know what she's talking. I don't know. This is just kind of exhausting at this point, but, um, I think Jen's just reaching, but, um, but yes, I do agree that Lisa did bring um, Lisa did bring him on the show. I mean, he was at the event. It was a very clear conversation. Um, I don't think Mer- Meredith perpetuated it at all. That's what I have to say about that. So while on the topic of Salt Lake City, I do have to say I watched the um, the Hulu's documentary, The Housewife and the Shaw Shocker. Lots of really interesting information in the documentary. I would say that it's not as... Uh, not as specific to Jen as I thought it was going to be. Um, at at least as, as specific as the, um, you know, the Girardi one was. However, I did get a lot of insight as to what it is that Jen's really being charged for beyond what we know so far. Um, it turns out that, um, I, I, you know, I, I did get some actually interesting information about Jen's lifestyle, um, as seen on, you know, Salt Lake City. 
Um, so when Jen auditioned for Salt Lake City, she did claim in a video, and this was a video that they showed in the documentary, she claimed that she could afford a $50,000 a month lifestyle despite having an unclear job or source of income. To me, that's like red flag. I know they were doing this, um, you know, uh, I know they've been doing this investigation for quite a while as they've kind of stated in the, um, in the documentary. Um, but it's... To me, like, unclear what it is she really does to begin with, let alone then you go on a TV show and you audition and you say all this, all these things. I mean, you have to think that somebody's going to look into your finances. Anyways, um, she said, we live in a gated community. I probably spend at least 50 grand a month. Um, and she said, there are, there are like 20 pieces of luggage when we travel and maybe like 17 of them are mine. Um, and um, in the audition tape... Her husband, Coach Shaw, also said, my wife's shopping habits can be, in and of themselves, a daily source of my drama. Excuse me. Um, so also in the documentary, culture experts noted that Jen's luxurious lifestyle does, you know, does not add up. She's always claimed to work in an internet marketing um, company while her husband is the assistant coach for the University of Utah's football team. Um, Kelly Carter, who's a senior culture writer for The Undefeated, um, said, as an assistant coach, he would make a nice, reasonable six-figure salary, but $50,000 a month, you don't get that salary. Uh, meanwhile, Jen's former stylist and designer, Koa Johnson, revealed that much of the glitz and glamour Jen displayed on Salt Lake City wasn't real. It turns out that Jen didn't own many, if any, at the uh, of the high-end cars she flaunted on the show. On top of that, much of the expensive jewelry she wore on the show was borrowed. Um... He said she was definitely very secretive on a lot of things. The items that you see, like the fur coats, they're not owned by her. And any of the large jewelry that you see on her, those are leased and borrowed as well. Um, did Jen Shaw drive around in a Porsche? Yes. Is she driving a Porsche now? No. Why? Well, it wasn't her Porsche. That's not her car. Um, also, attorney Ronald Richards, who has become an expert on all Real Housewives legal matters, added that Jen didn't have any assets when it came to putting up money for her bail. Instead of putting up her house or car, Jen had put up, um, she had to put up $250,000 in cash. Uh, during the documentary, Johnson also claimed that Jen was a bully. He said, every scene she's like screaming and in real life there are moments when she's always screaming. She's actually worse off screen. Uh, she did say in a couple of her interviews that she's the Wizard of Oz, the woman behind the curtain. I don't think she's the wizard. I think she's the Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> um, we didn't really gain any, like, new information. There was no, like, new information on the case. However, there was, like, a more thorough and depth insight into what she's actually being charged for. So, I don't know. I do recommend you watch it if you're a Salt Lake City fan because it just kind of helps you gauge you know, what's going to happen to her or what could potentially happen to her. So since this documentary has come out, um, Jen Shaw wants the fraud case against her dropped. Um, she um, <laughs> basically just is not agreeing with anything that they're saying. Um, in the documentary, two federal agents sat down for the interviews and spilled tea on Jed's alleged telemarketing fraud scheme that led to her arrest. So according to TMZ, which obtained a copy of a recently filed legal document, um, Jen Shaw claims that Homeland Security agents Rick Patel and um, Ancient Norman revealed private details about the case that weren't privy to the public. Um, Jen took issue with their comments about the lavish lifestyle of fraudsters and alleged that two statements in particular made by the agents painted her in a negative light. 
Um, she also says that Norman made highly pre- um, prejudicial statements about her allegedly hiding money in an offshore in offshore accounts. She also took issue with Norman suggesting that the case against her began following an investigation into a narcotics smuggling ring. Um, as for Patel, Jen claims that he divulged information on the ins and outs of her arrest. Um, she now argues that the jury pool is tainted by what the federal agents revealed in the documentary. As a result, Jen wants the whole case tossed out. Her fraud case or fraud trial is set to start in March 2022 unless the court grants her demand to toss the case, which I don't see happening. Um, I mean, Erica could have easily said the same thing. You know, I mean, it's I feel like that's all public information that they divulged. Nothing that nothing that they said in there, I think, was really private information. Like I said, we didn't really know anything new. Um, So I I don't I don't know what she's talking about, but I guess I will let you guys know if I. (laughs) figure out any more information but that's that's the the tea so far well my friends we have reached the end of the ultimate breakdown i hope you enjoyed it um if you're new to the podcast uh the ultimate breakdown is kind of my weekly dive into all of the drama going on in the housewives world um and usually at the end right about now i do my flash filming update to let you guys know what is going on for housewives at the moment so here is the flash filming update for you Uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta is currently still filming for their upcoming 14th season, which should air in 2022 sometime. Beverly Hills is filming still for their 12th season. Real Housewives of Miami has announced their triumphant return for season four that is premiering on December 16th on Peacock. If you do not have Peacock, I highly recommend you get it. You can watch things like Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. You can also watch um, past... Um, seasons of all the Housewives shows, as well as other Bravo shows. Highly recommend you get Peacock. Um, Real Housewives of New Jersey has wrapped filming um, and should air. I've been hearing February, but hopefully I'll get a concrete date soon. Um, New York is sadly on a hiatus right now. Uh, Orange County is airing on Wednesdays. Uh, Potomac just wrapped um, their season. I'm sorry, they're not wrapped their season, but they just finished up the season, um, and I haven't heard anything about filming yet, so I should hear about that pretty soon. And Salt Lake City is still, sorry, still airing on Sundays. The reunion is being filmed really soon, I've heard, in the next couple weeks, so I'll let you guys know when I hear more about that. Um, other than that, that is all I have going on for you guys, and <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in, and I will talk to you soon. Thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe so you know when the new episodes arrive. If you have any news to share, feel free to message me so I can talk about all your favorite tea. Follow me on Instagram at Housewives Happy Hour with AJ for updates on the podcast and the latest news regarding all things Housewives. Until next time, this was Housewives Happy Hour with AJ.